Welcome to A Savored Life. I'm your host, Sumaya Osmani, author, free spirit, and intuitive guide. In this podcast, we talk about how we can reconnect to our intuition so that we can unearth our creative potential. Whether it's through writing or lifestyle changes, or merely by adopting ways to tap into our instincts. I not only share my own experiences, but I also have conversations with others who can give us a bit more insight into how following our intuition can help us live creatively enriched lives. Today we're talking about how we can get in touch with that inner voice of ours, that voice we sometimes push aside because it's raw, it's real, and it's a difficult one to hear. But it's that voice that can help us get back in touch with the intuitive person we're meant to be. Now, one of my favorite writing genres, something that I totally adore, is the world of memoir writing or life writing. I myself recently completed my first memoir that's published in 2023. And while I was on this journey, I really wasn't prepared for how hard it was going to be. Now, not just from a writing point of view, but really... I had to really delve deep into my memory to actually recall moments that actually mattered. And then I could barely remember most of them. And then I found myself worried that would my stories be of interest to other people? But the most difficult part was writing about myself. Having those honest conversations with myself as I wrote. What came out was the brutal truth. And what happened as a result was that I connected with myself on a deep, soulful level and really heard that instinctive self, the one that I had really pushed aside for many, many years. Now on this journey, I met some wonderful people and today's guest is one of the best people I met my entire journey. He was my mentor and frankly, the recipient of some of my awful first drafts. Now, he didn't just help me edit them, He made me realize the truth in my story, what my real true voice was, and the skill it takes to write from a true space inside your heart and your memory. So today I'm joined by Jonathan Taylor. He's an author, an editor, a critic, and a lecturer. His books include his own memoir, which is called Take Me Home, the novel Melissa, And as well as that, he's written a poetry collection called The Cassandra Complex. If this isn't enough, he is also a lecturer at the University of Leicester, where he teaches the MA in creative writing. Now, welcome, Jonathan. Thank you for inviting me, Sarah. It's lovely to have you here. And as we begin this conversation about life writing, which... I absolutely love, and I know you do too, um, I'd love to know how you came to a career in writing, not just teaching it, but actually writing. Um, I mean, that's a sort of um, a really interesting question and um, obviously kind of takes me all the way back um, to childhood, I think. Um, and part of it is that I think I found writing really hard, uh, reading and writing really hard, um, as a kid, um, uh, I've mentioned on on various occasions that I um, uh, learned to read and write really late. It took me a long time, um, and I loved books. You know, I used to, apparently I used to sit on the the stairs at home 
uh, taking out my father's sort of big tomes of Shakespeare and whatever and stroking them and smelling them. Um, so I, I loved I loved books and I loved stories and um, I, I loved bedtime stories and all that. And I, I loved being read to. Well, I still love being read to. Um, so I loved it all, but I couldn't crack the code. You know, I couldn't, um, <laughs> uh, I couldn't understand what these squiggles on the page meant. Um, and Thomas Mann says that, um, some quote from Thomas Mann where he says, um, uh, writers are people for whom writing is harder than it is for other people. Um, <laughs> yes. And, 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 you know, I found it really hard. And, but when I did, I, I just loved it, you know, and, and, um, I, 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 and I, I sometimes think that, um, uh, yeah, writers are people for whom um, they're slightly alienated from um, uh, the written word. They find it strange and weird and um, and magical yeah. and and so on and so forth. And and that's that's how I find it. So I just I wanted to tell stories. I mean, I, I just started off really by just wanting to kind of echo the stories that I was being told. Um, and um, uh, and so and I think that's that's the absolute root of it is storytelling. Yeah. And I think it's interesting you said that people who have who do become writers are usually people who want to tell a story but don't know how to tell that story, mm. don't know actually how to put it down into a... I think it happens more because you hear so many stories and you read so many wonderful stories and you feel absolutely mm. incapable of doing anything better mm. than that. That would, you know, surely who would want to read this? So I think that, that it's so disabling in a way. And it is probably what, you know, is the defining factor of a writer. They either do it or they don't do it, Mm. you know. Uh, It's really Mm. interesting. Yeah. And I think, I think, no, I think that's true. And I think the, um, uh, so on the one hand, you're incredibly daunted, sometimes cripplingly so, by um, the amazing things that you see out there. Because, because of course, you know, a a writer and, and a reader you know, a good reader know, can see how amazing some of these um, uh, stories that are out there are. Um, and so you're daunted by that. Um, and also, as I say, I think um, you find it difficult in terms of how do you do it, you know, sort of just the mechanics of it, you know, how do you tell a, a good story? And one of the things I often say to my students is actually um, the hardest thing of all is to tell a simple story in a, in a simple, straightforward way. You know, but it's, it's, it, it's very easy to kind of overcomplicate things and to, um, uh, and to make things sound um, uh, uh, really complicated and really complex and, and difficult to follow. But to tell something clearly and simply can sometimes be the hardest, hardest of all things. Um, you know, ask any philosopher yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And that, that actually brings us very nicely to the topic at hand, which is writing about yourself. Now, I think one of the hardest things, you know, you can write a story, you can make up a story as fiction, and you can write it because those characters only live in your head. But when you write about yourself, you know, people's lives are messy. They aren't uncomplicated. How do you put an uncomplicated story of yourself on a page? And how can you be honest, not just with your readers, eventual readers, but with your own self when you put those words down? Where do you have to, how deep do you need to go? 
I think um, the beauty of memoirs, well, good memoirs, should we say, are that <laughs> they are alive to kind of complications and they they understand that there are no simple answers. Um, I remember when I wrote, I wrote um, my first memoir that, that um, uh, understandably uh, one or two people who were quite befuddled by my father because one of the subject of the memoir was my father and my relationship with him that um, they wanted sort of to understand him to, to um, uh, a sort of a, some answers about why he'd behaved so differently in different contexts mm-hmm. um, and I couldn't give him that I couldn't give him the, sim- the, the simple answer um, to that because people are contradictory and sometimes life as you say is messy and I think the best memoirs are open to that kind of ambivalence and ambiguity in identity that people can sometimes be totally different to each other, you know, or in yeah. different times, you know, and that none of us are consistent. Um, and no. none of us are simply good or bad. Um, uh, and that's, and, and that's, that's what differentiates perhaps um, maybe creative writing in general, but particularly memoir from other forms of, for example, journalism, where where um, you're not looking for simple answers. You're looking yeah. for to, to try and understand people in a rounded way. And that does mean that sometimes people do opposite things. Kind people can be incredibly cruel and vice versa. You know? Yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, one thing that I realized while I was writing my memo was, was the kind of conversation you have to have with yourself when you're writing it. Now, most of the time we live lives where we're always trying to be what other people want us to be, or we're trying to adapt to the scenario or circumstances that, you know, of life that we're living. And we sometimes forget who we are, because let's be honest, we're always trying to play catch up with the world. But when you write a story about your life or you look back into time and things that you've achieved or done or not done or regrets even, you are forced to listen to your inner voice. Mm. Now, how does one really tap into that? Because I found my first few, I think maybe a year, I was battling with finding that ability to have that true conversation with myself. So really, I had to go back into myself and have that very intuitive conversation that Sumaya, so you're a person who's lived a life. You need to ask yourself questions or pat yourself on the back for doing something. You don't want to have those conversations and you have to have those conversations. Where does one begin? Mm. Where did you begin, Sumaya? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I, I don't know. For me, my anchor was very clear. My anchor was food and how it made me feel. Mm. So I think one of the main things I would say for me, it was tapping into what felt consistent in my life, whether it was good memories or bad memories. It was this consistency that ran through my life. And for me, that was a conversation I had. Why why have I reached to food as a career mm. or writing about it as a career later in my life? Because it made me feel a way. Um, and for me, that was a very easy thread that I found. Yeah. But, you know, some some people might not find that thread. And so what is it? Like, what are we looking for when we're trying to have that conversation with ourselves? 
I think I think that's a really good example, actually. Of of you find a thread through the maze, don't you? You know, um, you uh, like um, uh, Theseus or Ariadne. You find a you find a kind of um, a ball of wool that goes through the maze. Um, so you found um, food, you know, as the thread um, uh, throughout your life. Um, and that's that story. That's that's what a story is. A story is a kind of thread through a maze in in many ways. Um, thread through a labyrinth and so what you're doing is you kind of you're finding a way of creating the taking this raw material which is chaos the past um uh you know the past is a is uh, as many philosophers have said a, a huge um uh, pile of rubble um and somehow you know you're finding a way of of ordering it and that that's what narrative or, or story does is that you find a way of ordering it. And in many ways, I think... Um, so I'll give you an example from um, uh, my own experience, which was that, um, as I say, my memoir's partly about my relationship with my father, and it was about his illness, you know, and, um, uh, and he suffered from Parkinson's disease and dementia. And, and the experience was chaos. I mean, at the time, it was lived chaos. And then, so retrospectively, you kind of, in writing a memoir, I was imposing a, a sort of retrospective order, mm-hmm. a kind of narrative on that chaos and finding that thread through it from beginning to middle to end, you know. So what were the beginnings of the illness? What was the middle? What was, obviously, what was the end, you know? Um, and so you, you're creating a narrative. And in some ways, what that means is that it is partly fiction because the actual experience is chaos, but you're imposing a kind of retrospective fiction on it. But it's a fiction that is partly true as well. You know, that, yeah. that narrative is is both true and fiction at the same time. Um, and I think you can only do this in retrospect you can't do it at the time no one understands where they are at any one moment you can only look back um on the past and then and then recreate some kind of story out of it and sometimes those stories are more fictional than others um, yeah so, so we lie to ourselves as well yeah we do um, uh, sometimes <laughs> um uh, and i think the aim of memoir is to get as close to the true story as possible. But even that is only kind of ever going to be three quarters. Because um, yes. if you tried to tell the whole truth, the, the, it, it would just be, it would be a million words long and <laughs> um, uh, everything would be, you know, everything would be in it, you know. Uh, you could write a million words about an hour. Um, so um, it's, it's kind of trying to make sense, but, and so, but, by trying to make sense of it, you yourself are kind of, you know, imposing some kind of order and narrative and sense on it, um, and you've got to allow yourself to do that. You know, you've got to yeah. uh, you've got to allow give yourself permission. I think to do that. Absolutely, and and you know, one of the things that I realised, and I'm sure many of our listeners will, is that when you write about yourself, it's extremely hard. But the second thing is that when you do get into the flow of it it comes very naturally. Uh, and it's this sort of like, 
what I like to phrase as intuitive writing. It's very intuitive. You know, when you're putting a story down that's fiction, you have to make the story up in your head and then you, you know, you obviously live it in your head until it comes to the page. But here you're talking about yourself, you're talking about your life, as difficult as the initial steps are to take to getting down and putting pen to paper. Once you begin, it just flows and it is your intuition that guides you because you know the moments in your life that meant something, not just to you, but will have like a universal experience when people read it. How much do you think intuition plays a part in writing about your life? Um, I think it's very important. And I agree with you that, um, I agree with you totally that, that in some ways, once you've started, often things write themselves. You know, you feel like, um, in a way, this links with what I'm saying about the thread. Once you've found the thread, um, it will lead you, you know, um, and the writing kind of takes over, the storytelling takes over, um, sometimes to the extent that um, you, you come to different conclusions than what you'd thought <laughs> of originally, you know. Um, so I think I think you're absolutely right, that there is a kind of, at best, a magical process going on where where the writing writes you, rather than you doing it. Um, the writing is actually, is actually um, acting on yourself. I also think there's this kind of um, uh, amazing thing that I've noticed with memoir. So I often teach memoir as um, the first thing that students do when they when they get to university, um, because I think it's a brilliant introduction. Because what better thing to do than draw on your own raw material and your own experience? And we've all got infinite amount of experience um, to draw on. I remember um, years ago having a, a conversation with someone who said, why are you teaching 18, 19-year-olds memoir? You know, what, what kind of life experience have they got? And I said, do you know any of them? Um, they've, they've, 18 years is, is an immense amount of experience. Everyone, and some of them have lived three or four lifetimes by the time they get to university. Um, but we've all got this natural raw material. But one of the things that amazes me about it as well is how naturally poetic it is. Um, that there's a kind of natural poetics about life, um, which people kind of almost blind themselves to because they get so used to it. Um, but actually, if you talk about, um, for example, I mean, just to give you an example, um, if you talk to people about their accents or the, or the dialects that they were surrounded with or um, when they were growing up, um, suddenly you re- they realise, oh, God, that's poetry. You know, the way yeah. that people were talking was was poetry, the stories that told people told me, or even just the way I was told off when I was when I was nine or ten. It's kind of poetic. Um, <laughs> people have forgotten that it's poetic. So I think there's a sort of um, one of the kind of really magical things is that there's a natural poetics to life yeah. that we kind of forget about. Um, you only have to switch on the TV and watch the adverts. I mean, yeah. you know, I'm not saying it's all good poetry, but it's, <laughs> it's there. It's, it's, all, it's all poetry. Yeah, absolutely it is. And, mm. and, you know, one of the things is that what I found interesting with the process was about writing about myself. And, I, I, and I've continued writing about myself and I, I, I journal very regularly and I, I do a lot of my morning papers and everything, uh, mm. morning pages. Um, and it's this ability to tap deeper into ourselves 
which is a very magical process because it's something that gets neglected, that it's the best and the I would say out of all the me times out there, it probably is the best me time. Um, and even if you're not writing a book as a memoir, but you're writing to yourself, about yourself on a daily basis, there's this conversation you have with yourself that you always neglect to have. Would you say that's a, a right way to think? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, um, obviously memoirs are always a balancing act, aren't they, between the conversation you're having with yourself, but also they're, they're also collaborative in that, in that um, they always feature other people. <laughs> you know, yeah. yourself is always in dialogue with, with other people, but you carry these other people around with you. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, one of the um, uh, amazing things about memoir, I think, is you know good memoirs is that they're often full of lots of people's voices and really convincing you know often um i mean in a way dialogue in memoir is 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 a fiction because no one generally yeah. remembers, remembers <laughs> yeah. exact conversations that they had and yet it can be one of the most powerful things mm-hmm. because um the author themselves sort of has got in their head all of these um, voices you know yeah. I know that some of these voices are, are people who who have died you know or who have disappeared from their lives and yet you can hear them all so mm-hmm. you're not just in dialogue with yourself I think I think you're in in dialogue with um, uh, internally with all of these people who have made you you know all of these Absolutely. voices that have made you and and I sometimes say I sometimes say this to writers that um, to 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 writers um, that that actually when people talk about finding their own voice, I think finding your own voice is an odd phrase because I think what you're doing is you're going out and you're finding other people's voices or you're finding their voices inside yourself, which is even more complicated. Yeah, and then coming to terms with what actually is your voice and what is their voice that's influenced your voice um mm. and and in a way and that is something that i find i have really dissected by my writing life stories is that i've been able to divide myself into that's my voice that's actually my father's voice that's influenced my voice so that's not actually my voice or has it become mm. my voice <laughs> it's interesting and that, that kind of takes me quite neatly to the topic of memoirs and memoir because i you know while sort of talking to people about writing a memoir I got you know a lot of people coming back to me saying oh so you're writing your memoirs and you know this is a phrase that a lot of people hear um, and they kind of equate the genre of memoirs of writing a memoir and one of writing your memoirs now this is something I would love to clarify from someone who actually does this for a living and teaches people how to write memoir and generally is a creative writing professor I would love to know the difference between the two and why they sometimes get confused I think, um, in a way, one of one of the things you're referring to is the difference between autobiography and um, memoir. And when people say you're writing your memoirs, they're thinking kind of about conventional autobiography and often sort of celebrity autobiography, um, where whereby people write the story of their life and they they start at the beginning. Um, I was born in 1973 in Stoke-on-Trent and then they, they tell it in a kind of episodic way 
um, until um, their um, uh, you know their, their great success and um, mega wealth uh, <laughs> at the end. You can you can imagine a sort of Jeff Bezos um, uh, <laughs> uh, autobiography um, uh, in that in that order. I started. Um, work on Amazon in a shed and now look at me um, so there's a kind of linearity about it I think mm-hmm. um, about autobiography and what you might call memoirs in the plural um, which is not the case with a memoir um, there's a really um, good memoirist and critic in uh, America called Judith Barrington and she says that um, uh, a memoir is a story from a life. Um, an autobiography is a story of a life. Okay. And um, so a memoir focuses on on a particular thread. In a way, it goes back to what we were saying about a particular thread, a particular strand or theme, or even a particular moment, um, uh, or, or moments that are connected in, in some way. It doesn't try and tell the whole story um, of a life it's about something about a relationship about a theme um but based on obviously based on real life so it's it's a much more focused form i think and in that way i think it is closer to say a novel because obviously novels generally don't try and tell the whole story of a life i mean we know that there were various Victorian novels that do, but generally speaking, they're, they're, they're focused on particular moments, particular um, uh, times in someone's life or particular themes. And so the memoir, I think, is, is, is closer to the novel form and also maybe, also maybe kind of closer to film as well. Um, yeah, in, that's in its kind point. of focus on scenes, on on particular moments, um, but um, and and the other thing, just just to add to that, is that when people talk about writing memoirs, as 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 you know, that often they're talking about celebrity memoirs, and and mm-hmm. um, whereas actually, um, the memoir can be written, as far as I'm concerned, by anyone, and everyone exactly. has has an interesting story to tell. Absolutely. That's so true. And, and, you know, I think that's the main thing. It's like when someone says memoirs to me, I said, I'm definitely not a celebrity. I'm just a normal person who has a story to tell. And that's exactly it. It's just a normal person who has a story to tell that someone will either, it'll resonate with them or they will be inspired by it or they'll be disgusted by it or they'd be, you know, they'll gain knowledge by it. So it's, it's just an interesting insight into another world or another mm. person's mind. Now, I know there's lots of people who want to write memoirs, but they don't. And it's a difficult journey to begin on because I was on it a few years ago and it was it was it felt completely impossible. And here I am having submitted my manuscript and I'm sure you were there at one point many years ago as well. Now, what are the three main sort of pieces of advice that you could offer an aspiring memoirist who might be listening to this? Because I would love your expertise on this i mean mine is just one experience you've probably heard many so what would be the three sort of pieces of advice you would offer um i mean obviously there are lots but um i'll (laughs) I'll try and narrow it down to three um i think it's really important as i say to emphasize how democratic a form it is and that 
anyone, as you say, anyone who's got an interesting story to tell, and that's everyone, because everyone's life is interesting. Everyone's life is weird in this strange world in which we live. Um, So it's a democratic form. And what that means is that um, you don't have to have had a a world-changing political life or be um, a a billionaire or or whatever. Um, Because um, what you're saying, the story you're telling is important. And and this boils down to kind of, I suppose, my first piece of advice is that what that means is that it's not what you're saying. It's not... Obviously, it's the subject matter is important um, and it's important to you and you have to make it important to other people. But the way that you make it important is not by, as I say, being someone who, you know, being Donald Trump or, or whatever. It's it's um, by how you tell the story. Um and actually how is often the thing that gets overlooked when people are starting to write. Um, They think about what. Um, They think about um, subject matter and and so on and so forth. And they forget about style. And actually how you tell a story, the style of a story, um, matters just as much, in my opinion, possibly more, Mm -hmm. um, than what you're writing about. And I always say to um, undergraduate students, you know, um, uh, a bad writer can make a zombie apocalypse seem boring. A good writer could make, I don't know, um, a, a light fitting seem interesting. And, um, and that's, that's the difference. And it's, it's also the power of poetry, of course, as, as well as memoir, that poetry can find... Um, as John Clare said, the sublime in the in the small things. Um, yeah. So I think how is very important. Um, another piece of advice is I think it's worth thinking about, um, and we've touched on this a bit that memoir is, and I don't like the word by the way, relatable. I don't like the word <laughs> relatable, but memoir is. <laughs> Is yeah. is in part meant to be relatable. You're meant to identify and say, "Oh yes, I understand how that feels." Oh yes, I I get that. So there's a sort of identification going on in memoir, but there's also a displacement. And memoir is memoir as a form is this amazing weird balancing act or hybrid of I'm not sure what the word is um, of otherness and sameness of identification and difference whereby it sucks people in and people say yeah god i i i get that i understand how that feels um i can share that emotion but it's also totally different um because it's someone else's life so i can read a good memoirist's you know um uh discussion of 1920s Ireland, and and think um, that is so different to um, my life. You know, I'm interested because it's different. You know, I'm fascinated by it, but I'm also fascinated by by because because despite all those massive differences between this person's life and mine, I kind of get how it feels. Mm-hmm. I understand how it feels, and that sort of balancing of sameness and difference I think is is a really important thing to bear in mind when you write a memoir Mm -hmm. 
that you're doing both. You're telling them about, you're telling the reader about the specifics and strangeness and individuality of your life, yeah. but you're also opening it up and saying, do you understand how that feels? Do you, do you get that? Um, and, and stories, all stories do that. You know, but memoirs bring it to the fore, I think, you know. Um, and that sort of brings me on to the third piece of advice, which is kind of, strangely enough, linked to that, which is that memoirs are also often hybrids in, in another way, which is that they mix what's sometimes called scene and summary. Mm-hmm. And I mentioned films earlier, and the way in which memoirs are sometimes related to films. And it's always worth thinking that your building blocks, um, your bricks, as you know, in effect, in a memoir, are, are your scenes. And you've got to think in a filmic way. So you, um, you're not writing memoirs, um, as you put it, you're writing a memoir, which means that you're focusing in on particular moments in your life, particular scenes. And that's why you should use things like dialogue and, and all those kind of dramatic, novelistic devices. Um, so you're focusing on particular moments. I often get um, students, for example, to start with, to write about their very earliest memory because it tells you so much. It tells you so much. So that's your, that's your bricks, but the cement is what's sometimes called summary, where... In a memoir, you're doing something different to a novel where you narrate those scenes, but then you stand outside them and you say, you talk about what it might mean. So mm-hmm. you write your earliest memory. You, you talk about how, in my case, um, my earliest memory was um, getting lost in a huge department store in Crewe when I was <laughs> three, three, four, three. Um, and... Um, uh, because I was looking, I ran off looking for Father Christmas because someone <laughs> said that Father Christmas would be uh, was somewhere in in the shop, and um, then some shop assistants found me running around, scooped me up, and there was a big announcement on the tannoy saying, um, uh, "Has anyone <laughs> lost a child who's <laughs> looking for Father Christmas?" And then I just remember parents turning up, and so I can narrate that scene. But, but in a memoir, I would then also have to go on and think about what it means. Why, why have I remembered that and nothing else? And to me, that scene means it's about separation. It's actually yeah. about um, that often our very earliest memories are about um, separation, about loss, about um, uh, that we've been so close to whoever our parental figures are. Um, that at this, um, that but God, we can be in a different place to them. We can also yeah. be lost. Um, so there's a kind of sadness about it as well. And so I think it's memoirs. It's you know that third piece of advice is is to remember both of those elements, the bricks and the and the cement. You know, to to remember both the scenes, but also what do these scenes mean to you? What what do they signify? And to try and include both. That yeah, absolutely. And I I remember when I was doing a bit of research and writing memoir, I read a book and in it had a chapter called Shimmering Images. And it was an interesting word or phrase rather that it is Mm. shimmering images in your life that are there for a reason. 
mm. and they either taught you a lesson and it was again uh, they taught you loss mm-hmm. or love or fear and and they stick and you don't know and you can't actually recall what exactly you 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 remember the bits and pieces of the actual movement but you don't know the lesson you learned until you start to really mm. dig deeper and it's mm. always nearly always one of those kind of reasons mm. and it, i love the way it was called a shimmering image because it is an image you know you don't remember everything in your life but you have these very strong images and mm. and then it's nice to physically draw it out so that you remember things that happened while they were happening so it's it's, it's amazing it's an amazing way of getting into yourself any memory that you have there will be a reason why you remember that and not a million other things and um Absolutely. Uh, it's memory is like dream uh, is like is like dreams for freudians that um uh, there's a reason why why you remember that dream or why you remember that image that shimmer that's a lovely phrase by the way um that shimmering yeah. image and and it just takes a few minutes to think about what you know why mm-hmm. why do I remember that you know um and 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 sometimes you'll get the reason wrong and sometimes there'll be two or three reasons mm-hmm. but it's but it's just important yeah. to think about it. It, it yes it's absolutely so again it's an exploratory thing about your own emotions and your feelings and and mm. where everything began inside you um mm. and just before we finish off I just like to know how does one really gain confidence in writing stories? Just something small about how do you? What's the one thing you could do to push yourself to write about yourself? Well, I think the um, I think basically um, one thing that is worth thinking about to start with is something that's often called micro memoir, which where you start by writing very, very short sort of flash memoirs. They're sometimes called flash memoirs, where you write um, tiny moments, you you know, sometimes in just a few, you know, a few lines. Um, And then you have a line at the end where, as I say, you kind of think about what it means or or what emotions Uh this this memory um, brought about. There's a fantastic... um, American writer who I've um, only recently discovered called Beth Ann Fennelly, who wrote a whole book of micro memoirs, and it's it's beautiful. And each page is just one tiny little flash from, um, uh, as you say, a shimmering image uh, from from yeah. her life. And some of them are important. Some of them are seem insignificant but are significant to her. Some of them are emotional. Um, some of them are funny, and um, I mean, you know, one of the one of the things that is really important, I think, in writing memoir of whatever length, is that actually one of the things that memoir can do, which other forms struggle with to some extent, is that it can be funny and sad at the same time, and I think yeah. she manages that just sometimes in just two or three lines, she manages to, to to do that because. Our memories are some some of our memories, like me me getting lost in um, uh, in this department <laughs> store. It's 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 funny um, because I was looking for Father Christmas, um, but also in retrospect, kind of haunting, you know, and uh, slightly disturbing. Yeah. So I think I think the best the best memoirs are are often funny and sad at the same time. In that way, absolutely, that's that's lovely. Well, before we go. 
Uh, I'd love to know what you're working on next professionally, not just as, as a professor, but not as a lecturer, nothing to do with your, with, your, with your educator side, but as your writer side, what are you working on? I'm actually writing um, a second memoir, um, oh, wow. which right. is um, a sort of mixture of memoir and essay. It's, it's about education and it's about bullying. So it's, wow. uh, it's a, a memoir which is about bullying. And, and again, it sounds very serious. And of course it is. I mean, it's an incredibly serious um, uh, subject. Um, and, but I'm into weaving my own memories, which are many of, you know, from school and for, and for that matter, from higher education, but particularly from school, many of which are, are just kind of comic with sort of portrayals of, of bullying in literature and, and philosophy as well and sort of intertwining them in various ways. And so I'm trying to sort of capture the tragedies and traumas, but also the kind of inadvertent comedies of it and how, how stupid sometimes people behave as well and um and so you know it's a it it's it's a sort of broad subject you know and a a broad spectrum of behaviors that i'm trying to kind of encompass in different ways and um uh it's been it's been incredibly enjoyable to to write um and um you know sort of think about the ways in which for example uh, school discipline especially when I was growing up, school discipline was itself a form of bullying and that bullying just echoed what the teachers were doing (laughs) and vice versa. Um, So I'm sort of, um, uh, it's something obviously I'm I'm, I'm fascinated by and um, I kind of, um, I've hugely enjoyed sort of uh, reading and researching it. Um, And uh, like I say, it's kind of, it's, it's, so it's a sort of different kind of memoir, but it, it comes back to what we were talking about, where um, memoirs are often not linear, like autobiographies, but thematized yeah. uh, around particular particular subjects. Amazing. Well, thank you. I'm really looking forward to that. That sounds absolutely brilliant. Well, thank you very much for being with us today at... Um, at the podcast A Savoured Life I really appreciate you taking out the time and I hope to stay in touch Uh, thank you very much thank you Samaya that's brilliant really nice to be invited to do it so guys if you are interested in knowing more about Jonathan Taylor I will be sharing his website and his social media following on our show notes so I hope that gives you a little insight into this beautiful, thoughtful and soulful practice of memoir writing and life writing and once and for all clears up the confusion between memoir and memoirs. And for all you aspiring memoirs out there, I hope that this episode really offers you the motivation and inspiration for you to reach for your pens and put your memories on a page. And for all you intuition seekers out there, I hope that this re- helps you reconnect with your inner self, just writing about yourself, those honest penned words written alone just for you. For more about my offerings, check out my website, sumayosmani.com, and do follow me on social at sumayosmani. I'm your host, Sumayosmani, and until the next episode of A Savoured Life, thank you for tuning in.